You are listening to the TTP, to Tani Talks Parsha of this year, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. Of course, here we are in Sefer Shemos. We are in Parshas Yisro, and I apologize for the background noise. My daughter does not like to go to sleep throughout the day, throughout the night. She is not a fan of the sleep, so we have the co-host by nature. We are here in Parshas Yisro, talking about the idea of the Aseris Hadibros, the Ten Commandments. And of course, the Parsha starts off talking about Yisro himself, a fascinating, fascinating figure himself. Known as the Kohen On, the, the leader of On, he tried out all these different religions, tried out all these different ways of life, until he finally figured out that the Judaism was really the best one. He comes and he brings Moshe's wife and kids back, and they meet in the Midbar, and there's the, the bringing of the of Sarah Sadibros, and of course... When we think about someone like Yisro, it's very interesting to think about how different people react to different events. You know, Yisro was seen, as the commentators point out, one of the advisors to Paro. Paro asked what should be done with the quote-unquote Jewish problem. You know, unfortunately, that's a term that's used throughout history. Terrible, terrible people with terrible crimes and terrible things, atrocities done. One person didn't answer. One person ran away. And one person, I think, said, don't do it. And I forget which one was which. I think Bilam and E over there, according to a commentator, and I believe Yisra was there. Either he ran away or he said, don't do it. I can't remember what the official thing was, but Yisra himself saw what happened, heard about the Kriyas Yamsuf, heard about the idea that the the Jewish people were taken out of Egypt, and it was a massive, massive exodus, a massive gullus coming out of Egypt, and it was the war of Amalek, and I'm sure he heard about the man, and I'm sure he heard about the idea that there was all of these these wonderful things Hashem did for the Jewish people, and his reaction was to come and join the Jewish people. And some commentators say when Moshe sent him off to go home, and when he said goodbye, he was going to convert the rest of his family. And some people say that there is an aspect of the nation, an aspect of the Jewish people, or people that are friendly with the Jewish people that were supposed to take care of. They are the descendants of Yisrom. I don't know if they're the Canaan or whatnot, but I can't remember offhand. But when it comes to it, it's the idea that Yisro sees what did he see, what did he hear. He saw what Hashem did for the Jewish people, what he pulled off for the Jewish people. Obviously, Hashem is infinite and powerful. And the question is, how do the rest of us respond seeing and responding? What do we see in our own life and how do we respond in our own life to things that happen in our own life? How do we respond to the stimuli and to the effects and the different aspects that are given to us in our life? How do we respond to what Hashem sends our ways if He sends us a nudge? He sends us a wake-up call. He sends us the idea that this is happening, that's happening. How do we respond? How do we react? How do we see what's going on in our own life? And how do we know if it works or not in our own life? How do we see and how do we respond? Seeing and responding. Seeing and reacting. How do we look at the events in our life? How do we do we participate of the things that happen in our life and how do we go about it, seeing and responding. Yisro sees, Yisro responds in the way, I see, I am going to change my ways, I'm going to come join the Jewish people and in fact, 
Yisro gives advice, constructive criticism to Moshe, his own son-in-law, because, you know, when your father-in-law, your brother-in-law, your son-in-law, or you're an in-law, or you're a friend, or your family member, you always have what to say, there's always what to teach, especially constructive criticism, right? So Yisro himself, even though Moshe is the greatest leader of the Jewish people, the greatest prophet to ever leave, he's still told by someone else what to do, by his father-in-law, he's told a better way to go about the judicial system. He gives this key key intel, this key info that Hashem literally adds a partial to the Torah, that's why it's called Yisro according to the commentators, because he gave the advice of how to set up the judicial system so Moshe wouldn't be overpowered and overworked and totally thrown off kilter, judging cases all day, all day, thousands of cases to hear and see a day, and Moshe has to deal with it in a better way, so Yisro says, why don't you appoint people who have different qualities to oversee the cases of the tens and the hundreds and the thousands and the ten thousands and the people that have a very big case that none of the other judges can deal with, you come and you deal with them. And then Moshe will be able to delegate. So even though it's a really good idea in theory, apparently at the end of Moshe's life, he held the, the people to task that they didn't protest this thing, but we only want to learn from Moshe himself. But I always say, how could it have been possible physically for Moshe to do such a thing? You know, he's human after all at the end of the day. So it wouldn't have been feasible or possible, but apparently still held them to task because they should have objected at least and said we only want to learn from Moshe himself because it's not comparable learning from the student of a teacher versus learning from the teacher themselves. But the real aspect, the real idea is learning from and seeing and responding in life. Hashem sends miracles. How do we respond? Hashem sends different things, different acts different tasks, different activities that happen in our life. How do we respond? Someone passes or someone loses something or something bad happens. How do we respond? Do we strengthen our resolve and do we strengthen our learning and our commitment? Or we see wonderful things happening in the town, in the community, people having kids or people getting great jobs or people moving to places where they could do better, people accomplishing great things and great missions and doing greatness in the world. And we say, what do we respond? How do we see? Do we get inspired? Do we get uplifted and do we feel that motivation for ourselves wow now i want to do x y or z wow now i want to take care of a b or c or x y or z what can i do what can i get accomplished in this world we should learn from yisro who had a parsha added to the torah as the commentators point out by him responding by him seeing by him being involved in the response to the stimulus, what can we do in our own lives when we see something nice, something uplifting? Do we just say it's nice and carry on with our days or we take something to task? Do we actually do something with action to actually accomplish with that idea, with that motivation, with that inspiration? Inspiration and motivation, unfortunately, wears off very, very quickly. We could see a beautiful video, Lahavdil, on Tisha B'Av, an uplifting video, a beautiful moving video, sad video, whether it be from Project Inspire or whether it be from Rabbi Gold or all these wonderful organizations, Chavetz Chaim Heritage. But right after Tisha B'Av, it could wear off if we don't build on it, if we don't jump on it, we don't attach action, real action to it, it could be gone very, very quickly. That's why you need to have a response. You need to have an action. You need to have something put in place, some real aspect happening in place where we want it to actually occur. We want it to be that we can have an actual response and an and an actual happening in our lives and in our days to have that thing happen in our lives. That's why all those years ago when I was sitting in a room in 
springtime of 2018, really late winter and early springtime of 2018. And it was a cloudy day and I was thinking to myself, what more can I do for my students? What more can I do for the children? For the people in the world, I've always loved speaking. I've always loved audio. What can I do? And I should put it into mind to have the podcast be born and created all the way back in 2018. And over the years, expanded to make the five shows. All because of Hashem thinking, you know, I feel inspired. I feel uplifted. I love radio. I love audio. And all these people have this wonderful thing called a podcast. How can I be involved in it? And Baruch Hashem today, heavily involved with my own podcast and with JewishPodcast.fm, helping set up podcasts for people and working with people to get Torah out there, to get ideas out there. You want to make a podcast, you can go to JewishPodcast.fm. FM, top right, click create a podcast. You could also reach out to me, MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. I'm happy to help as well. But we want it to be that we see something we respond. Hashem put it in my mind that I could see that there's a need and I could see how can I reach people besides for the OT twice a week or once a week or three times a week max that I've ever had, really. One time I had four times a week, but that's not usual. How can I do more? How can I generalize and transfer? So that's the idea of OT, talking about different topics, ideas, tips, or suggestions of the like in my own life that could help people live a little more occupationally, a little more functionally, a little more independently. Talking about the idea of how I love Parsha, talking about a phrase or an idea from the Parsha for 10 minutes or so in this season around, talking about Pirkei Avos, my favorite safer, how we could do a Mishnah per day in a couple of minutes, and talking about Daf, I would love doing Daf Yomi, finding a lesson, talking about it for a couple of minutes, or a couple of minutes lesson for the weekend edition, and on radio, talking about a topic for the week for us to keep with us in around 45 minutes, taking something and moving with it, we see Yisro sees, and he responds. In our own lives, how can we see something, and how could we respond in order to make the world a much better place. This has been the TTP Tane Talks Parsha, where we talk a Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.